You are tuned in to the FoxCast podcast, the one and only podcast devoted strictly to Ford-powered Fox bodies. Welcome to the FoxCast, iTunes' one and only destination for late model Ford performance. On episode number two, we've got a really special guest today. Uh, name is Steve Moberly, longtime NMRE racer and shop owner and great friend of mine for a lot of years. Um... Steve's got a wealth of knowledge and experience in the industry and uh, and building Fox bodies. has built a ton of them. So, Steve, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks. It's going really well, Caleb. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So, like, I had to give a little bit of history on, you know, the background, how we met. I think it was around 2000 um, when you were building the 92 um, that you took NMRA Racing. I believe, what what class were you running the uh, the Red 92 in? Uh, that was Pure Street, Pure Street. NMRA Pure Street, first year they started. And you actually, did you hit the championship that year? No, no. I did do a lot of engine swaps, though. Um, I, I ended up, I think it was like number seven, though I did win a race and I did hold the record for a while. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And if anybody remembers or uh, or read, you know, Muscle Mustangs or uh, Five O Mustang magazine back in the day, um, like I said, it was two thousand two thousand one. If you saw the 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 two spray two page spread for Maximum Motorsport, uh, Steve's car was actually in that ad, and that that ad ran forever, didn't it? Yeah, that was that was really good for me. That was you know that was it was really great that they did that, and uh, I did run their products, that, which are really great products, by the way. Um, and they, they were very grateful. They really were trying to get into the drag race market at that time. And, and the, their parts worked really well on my car. Yeah, that, that, that car was beautiful. I had a chance to see it kind of, you know, morph from basically a stock car to, you know, full on, you know, competitive drag car and, uh, loved that car. Um, now shortly after that, you acquired a kind of a, uh, a, a very famous old car, which was the evil twin. Right, right. Yeah, that was built by Chris Beningo and Billy Leskowski to um, be an, a copy of the car that they had won the Hot Street Championship with the year prior. Um, and they had, you know, they had raced that in NMRA Real Street. It was the first Real Street car to run a 10-second pass. Um, just to give you an idea of how long ago that was, it was kind of a big deal when a stock cam blower car went 1099 um but yeah I, I got that car and teamed up with darren hendrix and we won pure street we did win the championship that year in 2003 um when the class was running about 1070s lots changed since then yeah yeah absolutely absolutely pure streets well about a second faster now <laughs> right you know um the cars uh, you know everything's come a long way since then Absolutely, yeah. That that car was awesome. I had a, had an opportunity to check it out several times in Bowling Green, and uh, I was just blown away by some of the success. And um, you know, one thing I did want to get into a little bit, Steve, is um, you know, obviously, a lot of people who have street cars or you know, street strip cars, they're like, you know, one of their goals or dreams or whatever you might call it would be to you know, run the NMRA cir- uh, excuse me circuit you know, and, and really get out there and, and try to make a name for themselves in a, in a professional environment. Um, so, you know, just kind of in a nutshell, what, what does it take? You know, what, what is the experience and the, 
and the investment that it takes to to really truly get out there and, and be professional and 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 attack the the pro circuit like that. Well, I uh, certainly to to be successful, you're competing with you know people who work really hard and who really know their way around racing and and uh, have you know significant experience and and all that. So so to be very very successful you have to you have to work really hard and you have to have your A game with you all the time but I I would encourage people to just to just get started you know there are a lot of places in that sanctioning body where a, a person who doesn't have a lot of experience can actually you know I mean just do it the way I did you know jump in with both feet and and you learn a lot really fast and that and some of those experiences that's the only way you're going to have them is by getting out there and competing and seeing what it is you can do and what you need to learn. Exactly. And, um, you know, and just my experience from, you know, meeting some of the racers and stuff over time is like, it's, it's a pretty tight knit group. And if I'm not mistaken, everybody's really, really pretty much cool overall. And, you know, would are, you know, very helpful and, you know, look to, um, you know, if you need a hand, they're more than willing. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, I would say. I mean, nobody's going to, you know, give away the super top secret stuff, but but a lot of those guys, you know, are really open. They they want the sanctioning body to grow and they know that having a class with more racers in it or or faster cars is is good for everybody. So, so you I think a a a person who's new to it would find that that the the existing racers would be very very helpful. Absolutely. So if you had to say, when when you all jumped in and, and really attacked this, what was the biggest like shock or surprise, you know, that you weren't expecting when you got in and, and you know, really tried to attack the NMRA? Oh, I, uh, I would say that the, just the, the level of the people involved, you know, that you're getting out there and you're doing it serious. I mean, you know, it, it's not, you know, NHRA or something like that, but, but it's definitely you have to elevate your game from where you are, you know, at like if you just go to your local track or whatever. Um, Darren ended up number two. He missed the championship by a hundred points down there in Bowling Green. Um, so, so that was, you know, I mean, that was exciting, um, to come out and, and be able to still, you know, to do that. Um, um, so that was, and then this year He's had some other commitments, so he wasn't able to go the full schedule. However, he did just run her up at the Super Bowl race in Joliet. Nice. Um, so, and then last year he did win that race, and then he also won the NMRA versus NMCA round and got his championship ring and all that jazz. So that was that was pretty cool. Awesome. So you're kind of getting dialed in. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he's he's talking very seriously about taking the you know doing the whole schedule next year and. I mean, he's got the car working really well. He he definitely, you know, a little better sixty foot, and he would have gotten by Drew Lyons there in that Super Bowl race. So so I think the car could be you know a contender for the championship next year for sure. Uh, there's you know the funny story about that car is he raced that car in Pierce Street against me in two thousand. Um, he's had that car apparently since nineteen ninety four. Oh wow! Um, and he he raced against me before we ever teamed up uh, in 2000. Um, and then we got, you know, we got the idea to, to, to go at it together, which really has worked well for us. But, um, in any case, that car, he's had it for a long time. It sat for several years after we quit racing pure street. 
And then he sold it um, to a fellow in Illinois um, who had it and completely, with the exception of cutting the roll bar out of it, completely turned it back to stock, put stock 93 Cobra brakes on it, stock 93 Cobra rear end, you know, did basically turn, was turning it from a race car into a street car. Um, he had it for a couple of years and then Darren bought the car back and turned it back into a race car and redid all the stuff that he had previously done to it. So he's turned a 20,000 mile 93 Cobra into a race car twice. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. See, I I didn't know that. That is awesome. So did Darren still have all the, the original motor and everything from the car? Yeah, he still has, he still has the original motor, I think maybe except for the heads, but, but yeah, he still has, he still has a lot of original parts for that car. Um, so he, you know, which I don't know if he'd ever put it back, but (laughs) he's hanging on to this stuff, you know? It's crazy though. I mean, the car is beautiful. Yeah. It's, it works really well. You know, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a super nice car and it's a super great race car as well. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I can't wait to see it next year. Are you guys going to make Bowling Green this year? No, Darren, that was one of the commitments Darren had this year was which so he kind of knew he wasn't going to make the season. He's he's got a wedding to go to that same weekend. Oh jeez. So so he just was like, "Okay, we'll just do it as a building year and attend a race where we can." Sure. Sure. So, one other big thing, um you've just got a shop open. Yes. Yes. So, um Yeah, tell me all about Scram Speed. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, we just, you know, we just took delivery on our Mustang Dyno. So we've got that, you know, and we, you know, we've teamed up with Lund Racing to offer tuning services and that sort of thing. We, you know, but we do other stuff too. We do Holly EFI. We do, you know, Mega Squirt. We do, um, uh, you know, you name it, basically HP tuners and those sorts of other options as well. Um, And then we also do um, engine swaps. Um, you know, we do, you know, brand X, you know, we're non-denominational, but you know, we, the, the Fox body stuff is of course the most popular stuff that we do. You know, we do coyote swaps like we did on Darren's car and my Fairmont. And then we also do, you know, LS swaps and 351 Windsor swaps and, and that sort of thing to, you know, try to really, you know, help people get a lot of bang for their buck doing that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, doing a doing a motor swap's no uh, no small task, especially the first time. So that's right. awesome that you've kind of you know modeled the business towards that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a really popular alternative. You know, unfortunately, these cars are getting to be pretty old. So you know, it's it sometimes the quickest way to get going where you want to go is to just change it up entirely exactly yeah so so the the shop car which i guess you you kind of alluded to earlier is the fairmont which i love the fairmont tell everybody about the fairmont oh okay the fairmont it's an 82 ford fairmont futura um i bought the car out of michigan it's uh it's kind of neat because it's basically been rotisseried it's uh uh uh, ford chrome yellow on top and on bottom you know, it's the nicest car you'd ever want to work on. There's no rust falling on you or anything like that. Um, it's got a Ford Racing uh, NMRA sealed crate Coyote 5.0 engine in it. Um, it's got a C4, whereas Darren's Cobra is a stick shift. Um, and it's been used to race NMRA factory stock. Um, and, you know, it also does serve as a little bit of a test mule for, you know, tuning and, um, you know, trying to come up with new Coyote 
parts to help guys do this swap. Sure. Um, and it's been, you know, obviously has not been as successful on the track as Darren's car, but you know, uh, but it's still been a lot of a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, like I got, I think I got to see it make a few passes. I, and I don't. It. I think the uh, the paint wasn't even dry on it at that point. <laughs> but a uh, sweet car. Um, so that's kind of been. Um, you know, your test mule and all that, as far as, you know, guys wanting to get into the, uh, you know, considering the, doing the coyote swap, you know, what's the best advice you could give to them? Um, I would add up the dollars and cents really carefully before you get started. I would, I would, I would make sure you're aware of all the, uh, of all the parts you're going to need and, you know, the associated costs and that sort of thing. Um, as far as the physical swap itself, um, it's really not that bad once you've got the right parts on hand. It's just, you know, they, there are a couple of, you know, a couple of expensive outlays that you have to do to do that swap. You know, um, for a guy who's already set up for a mod motor, obviously it's a lot simpler, but you know, the coyote, the control pack Ford racing cells makes it very simple to do the swap. Um, and it's uh, it's just you want to you want to know what you're getting into before you get into it as far as the as far as the spend I would say sure um, it's you know it is something that's becoming a lot more affordable because the the F150s that have the 50 coyotes you know there are more of them ending up in scrapyards so that you know you instead of buying a crate motor you can buy one of those F150 engines um, and with a little you know elbow grease you can make that run every bit as hard as the ones out of the mustangs um you know and save you know three to thirty three thousand to thirty five hundred dollars over buying the 50 coyote crate motor right um you know control pack will work but you do have to make some other changes um my hope is that perhaps maybe that'll start to supplant the ls a little bit as the popular swab sure because now the motors are becoming more available, and I, for a stock motor, those coyotes run really hard. They uh, uh, people are always astounded. You know what I mean? The Fairmont, you know, which isn't even a great time for a coyote motor, will pull a six ninety in the eighth or something, and people are just knocked out that it's a totally stock engine. Right? It's crazy. I mean, the the amount of the money, you know dollars that you'd have to spend you know to get a like a 347 or something like that to run those kind of times i mean it's it's comparable if not more expensive wouldn't you think oh yeah absolutely by the time you pay for the machining and and all that jazz you know um, i would say absolutely um and then uh, you've got a and then two I would pretty much guarantee that that coyote's got better like street drivability and all that sort of thing than your uh than a, than a stroke or push rod motor would have. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and they, of course, and, you know, they respond really well to supercharging. They'll, uh, our experience has been um, that they will also take the stock rotating assembly and basically Ford packaged engine will take more power than, say, a stock five liter block, too. Um, so you can, you know, whereas, you know, it seems like the, the, Roller block 302 gives up right around 500. You know, you can easily get 100, 150 more than that out of the Coyote and have it be reliable. Right. 
Um, you know, and obviously there are some guys with crazy cars that, you know, go a lot higher than that. But, but as far as a, as a sustainable horsepower level, you can definitely get more out of one of these Coyote motors without worrying about your block or your, that sort of thing going south on you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely something to think about. And as, as the price comes down, I think you're going to see a lot more people doing it. And, you know, there, there are the push rod purists that, that will probably never take the leap, but you know, if you're really wanting to run good, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that I've kind of got on my horizon as well. I mean, they're, they're amazing engines. I'm glad Ford finally did, did build something amazing again for, uh, for us to use. Right, right. Yeah, it's 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 nice to be it's nice to have competitive horsepower. Exactly. You know, again. So, you know, to give the new guys something to something to hit the streets with. Awesome. Well, Steve, I've kept you too long. Um real quick, um what are uh where can we find Scram Speed? Um you can find us on Facebook at Scram Speed and also on the web at scramspeed.com. Um uh, we're headquartered here in Champaign, Illinois. Um, and you know, give us a call or look us up. We'd be happy to help out. That's awesome. Dino facility, uh, all kinds of swaps. So you know, anywhere, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, you know, it's central Illinois. So, um, not, you really can't get much done other than like Anderson in, uh, in central Illinois. So, uh, check out scram speed. Um, and I will have his contact info up on the website and, Steve, I wanted to thank you again for coming on the show, talking foxes. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to the FoxCast podcast. We are everywhere. Stop by and check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and our website, thefoxcast.com. And we will talk to you next time on the FoxCast podcast.